Welcome to the Utah Episcopalians. This is a podcast of the Episcopal Diocese of Utah. I'm Craig Worth of the Diocese. And in this podcast, as we do in all of our podcasts, we look at the unique church, the Episcopal Church in this unique place of Utah, and we meet some of the most fascinating people and discuss some topics, well, that you might have not thought about. And that's what we have today. I want to start with Matthew. You know, in Matthew, we're told to feed the hungry, to offer clothes to the impoverished, to visit the sick, and to visit those in prison. And I know I don't do so good on that last one, visiting those in prison, and often in a church. We don't seem to do that. But we do have today the one priest who has, for decades, visited those in prison, and that is the Reverend Dave Sackerson of St. Francis in Moab. And as I say, he's been doing prison ministry for decades. And you know it again, we all have to admit that we probably haven't gone to visit those in prison. Why did you take that upon yourself to be so dedicated to that ministry? It was happenstance. My, uh, my mentor... Father Charles uh, McCormick, who served St. Francis since uh, I think about seven, from the 70s on until he died in uh, 2007. He, he suffered a stroke and he couldn't drive and I knew he was doing prison ministry and he, he lost the vision in one of his eyes. So I volunteered to take him down to uh, wherever he wanted to go. And that first year, we traveled throughout the state from uh, all the all the prisons, pretty much in in the state, all the county county jails and and uh, facilities throughout the state. And uh, I kept driving him to Monticello every uh, every week, and I would wait out in the car. <laughs> Believe it or not, I'd wait out in the car for him to come out, and he kept saying, you know, Dave, come on in, come on in. You, you, you got to meet these guys. These are really nice guys. And I'm going, you know, Charlie, I've only been in jail once. And that's when in my youth. And I said, you know, I, I just, I, I can't do it. And, but I got tired of listening to him every week. Dave, you got to come in. You got to meet these guys. So the first time I went in, uh, the, that big steel door shut behind me and uh, I've been going now for about 21 22 years that's how i got started it was father charlie but you could have quit at that point and when you took over but you didn't and you have made this and you've made that drive to monticello from moab every week faithfully it's the one thing i know that has been very consistent in your ministry You've done quite a bit of other ministries, obviously, but this is one that I know from the very beginning you've done. Why? Why is this one still on top of your list? Well, you go back to Matthew, and uh, you know that's that's our charge as as Christians and and people of faith. If uh, you know we're supposed to visit uh, the sick and dying, and feed the hungry, and clothe the destitute, and uh, that. The last part is visit those in, in prison. And, uh, you know, I I think it's an honor, actually, 
Greg, to be able to do this work. Um, I've met a lot of amazing people, amazing people in, in the 20 plus years that I've been doing this. A lot of them stay in touch. A lot of them uh, reoffend, unfortunately. Um, sometimes I see them again. And, uh, but it's, it's just the majority have gone their, gone their ways. And uh, I know they've become successful and, and they're good members of society. They're back in the, uh, back in the good graces of society. So, you know, I think it's, it's something that we're called to do as, as ministers or, or even people of faith, you know, and uh, that's why I do it. And I really enjoy it. We're all ministers. We know that from Matthew. We know that from all four gospels. It's a little hard to ignore that. Most of us do not wear the collar that you wear from ordination, but we are ministers. Uh, is it something that that lay people should be doing or could be doing? That's where I started. You know, I, I, I wasn't a ordained until two, 2001, I believe. And, uh, you know, there was about three or four years prior to that, that uh, I would be going to jail with Charlie. And uh, sometimes he'd go and sometimes he'd just, well, you just go on down there, you know, and I, obviously I couldn't do communion or anything else, but it would just go and let the guys know that he was sick that day or what have you. And, uh, you know, we'd, we'd have conversations and and uh, go on our way. What do you do when you go to the prison? And and I do have to go back to where you mentioned when that iron door closes. You know, I I've, I've done my share of um, broadcast news and have been inside prisons, and that door does close, but it does open for me again uh, an hour and a half later. Uh, so I, I think that is a fear that we have. And certainly when we watch prison on television shows or in the movies, it isn't a pleasant place. And I know in reality, it isn't a pleasant place either. I mean, I'm not doing, but what, what happens? What happened to you that got you past that? And um, what do you do when you go in? I mean, even if somebody says, okay, I'm willing to go to prison, I want to do that, but what am I going to do? What do you do and how did you get past that fear of hearing that door close? You know, it, uh, you know, it really didn't take that long once, once I made the commitment to, to go. And, uh, and when I started meeting, you know, I only had one in, in the 20 plus years that I've gone, I've only had one confrontational day that, uh, that was one visit. And that's the only time, you know, I mean, you, we, we envision prison as this, a bunch of mean guys and, you know, other gangs and this and that and what have you never experienced any of that, never experienced any of that in, uh, in, in all those years, except for that one time. And then the guards had to come in and remove the person that was causing the, the commotion. But, uh, you know, it's actually a safe place. It's 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 a pretty safe place, and and the people that come want to come, and it's not uh, you know it's not not free time. But we do a church service. Basically, I do the I do the service. Uh, 
we discuss the the readings, what touches them, um, what they're what they're doing in their lives, how are they how are they getting along? You know, I mean, it, it's it's more of a conversation than than a, than anything else, and I think. I think they just appreciate seeing somebody from the outside, you know. One thing that you do in addition to conversation that you've become well known for, and that is not only do you go in and spin yarns, you bring yarn. And um, tell me a little bit about that. It's it's an amazing um, ministry that you've done with um with that and uh, well you got to explain it okay well that that was a that was circumstantial um what happened was they these guys have been doing uh crocheting or whatever you know knitting stuff and they've been doing it for years and years and uh <clears throat> there's a there's a pregnancy center here in moab and they were doing that for that pregnancy center you know doing uh blankets and and knickknacks and you know whatever and so i started taking it back because the the priest or the minister that was going down there died and uh, he was the one picking it up so i picked it up for him and brought it back and then one day i said well you know they started making stuff like like this <laughs> wow yeah and stuff like this and you know and then my favorite one is eeyore my goodness that's made by a prisoner yep yep so uh got the idea well you know i mean and then then they had a surplus i mean the the actual jail itself downstairs in the in the sally room they've got a uh they've got about um I'd say at least 50 cases, apple, you know, apple boxes full of blankets and, and these stuffed animals and everything else. So one of the guards said, well, couldn't you use these? Couldn't you, give, <laughs> couldn't you help us give some, give away some of this stuff? And so we started taking some down to the senior citizen center and then we started, you know, and doing things. And then, one thing, and then Connie Gordon gave me the idea about uh, what they what they were doing up in uh, Vernal about you know making these uh, little not boxes but little uh, bags of stuff to put in police cars. So you know if there's a domestic violence yes. and kids mm -hmm. are involved, or if there's an accident and kids are involved, that that they've got something that they. Yep. take kids minds off of what what's going on so uh and we're we're about ready to launch that program down here in moab and i, I think it's really good work i know you've had a mountain of, of I've, I've witnessed some of these a mountain of yarn creations yeah. unbelievable talent so that that one uh, you bring yarn the prisoners do the crocheting, the knitting, and create these. Um, I it it just is a, an amazing program. First of all, the talent that you witness, 
-hmm. but the enthusiasm that obviously is going through um, people's mind. What do they gain from that? What do they gain from your visits? What do they gain from that interaction, knowing that they're doing something? Um, often for a uh, police event that they themselves might have caused um, earlier in their lives? You know, I think, first of all, you know, you've got nothing but time. In jail, you've got nothing but time. And and how are you going to use that time? And there's not a lot of options. You know, I mean, there's, there's some high school activities. Now, now I'm speaking of uh, Monticello. It's a state, you know, it's a county jail, but it's got state prisoners in it. And um, so they, uh, you know, they've got maybe educational opportunities that, that they can do or um, stuff like this or exercising and that's or watching a lot of TV. And that's just about the size of the whole thing. And uh, so there's, they've got time and that's this occupies time, you know, for sure. What do you talk about religiously? I mean, you're do a service. Yep. Um, it's certainly a time when we, in religion, in our services, we have a confession. We have um, time that we recognize that we have not been on the uh, path that uh, the good Lord left for us. Um, what do they talk to you about um, when you come to those parts and when you discuss one-on-one? -on -one? You know, basically the, the service is a regular, just a regular service. All, we read all the readings and uh, I give a little brief homily sort of and but then i asked them to chime in you know i mean and a lot of these guys are really really devoted um to their faith and right now i'm getting about 18 guys coming out every day or every every friday that i go down there my numbers vary you know depending on who's there it's the jail there is a programmatic jail so they have a they have a program that they have to complete in order to fulfill their obligation. So once they fill that obligation, there's they either are getting out or they're getting assigned to another facility where they can pick up a trade or something like that. So, but we we talk about events and we talk about what what that reading did it touch you or or whatever you know i mean it's it's just kind of like church light <laughs> mm -hmm. and uh but it's good it's really good and you know that hour hour and a half that we're there it's it, there's a lot of co camaraderie and uh, this two weeks ago or three weeks ago i i baptized five guys so i mean people are coming to faith and uh you'd be surprised You'd be really surprised how knowledgeable these guys are. A lot of them read Bible. They're reading the Bible religiously, you know, uh, and uh, you know they're well versed and and they're contributors. And I think it's just you know they give me ideas. 
and they actually I get more out of it I think than I give to be quite honest with you I mean it's just it's it's a good experience it really is a good experience and I wouldn't trade it in for anything you say you get more out of it than they do and knowing you I can see that because it's something you talk about and it's something that I know has touched your heart um other than ideas, what do you get out of it? You just mentioned ideas, but what is it that you get when you when you drive from Monticello back to Moab? And we know that um, that's a fair, fairly long drive when you're driving hour. back. Yeah, what are you thinking about? What what do you uh, what do you find that you've gotten out of it? Um, boy, that's a darn good question. Um, I obviously, if I pick up on something, you know, I mean, maybe in the course of the conversation, well, I'd never thought about that. You know, if we were talking about scripture, well, gee, that's a, that's a great point. How can I use that to, to, uh, to benefit my congregation? And so I, I get a little tidbits now and then, um, sometimes I'm, pretty sad coming back because it wasn't uh you know somebody got out or reoffended or got locked down or something like that you know or disciplined but to be honest with you here's where the rubber meets the road last week i uh i got a call from a guy that had been in in san juan and he uh, got out i think about 15 years ago he's a truck driver and i hadn't heard from him in uh in years you know he used to stay in touch and he'd be traveling through moab maybe he'd stop by and whatever but anyway he stopped in and i first time i'd seen him i think in about four years and he's doing great he's out he's he's productive he's driving truck he's got his own truck um and he's remarried and and his life is is pretty dang good but i just moments like that when i get a, when i get that telephone call from somebody that that got out and said you know well i've been thinking about you and how are things going are you still going to jail and and uh, thank you for for doing what you did you know that's gratification that's that's you know i'm i'm, I'm not in it for the self gratification i'm just in it to hopefully touch somebody's life and make it make it a little bit better. Coming from a church, you know, all that you've talked about and that the fact that um, they've been very active and have been very um, involved uh, with the religion, um, a visit from a lay person, a cleric, from what I'm gathering, that it is a ministry that really um, will benefit both of you. I mean, and and we go into ministries, I think, often to try to be better ourselves. You know, I I, I would hope we do, because um, certainly that that there's a lot in Matthew about that that it, what it does for us. What's the first step now? If somebody's listening to this and they they say, Father Dave, 
I, I'm, I want to try it. What's the first step? What's your first bit of advice? First step is you've got to go, uh, you've got to go to the facility that you want to visit, you know, and um, they'll do a background check on you. Uh, you know, the, what, what's your interest? Why are you, uh, why are you doing this? You know, do you know anybody in here? Um, you know, I mean, it, it, they, they, they do a pretty, uh, pretty thorough evaluation. And, um, but that's, that's the people that I, you know, I mean, even the jailers that I, I come into contact with are, are really basically really decent, really good people that are trying to help these guys out as well. You know, I mean, every once in a while you get somebody that doesn't have the, you know, they got an attitude or something like that, but normally they care about these guys. And, um, you know, I mean, it's a it's a difficult process. I mean, I'm I'm thankful I had somebody to take me, you know, and guide me on on how to do this. And uh, but I, it's, if you want to do it, you've got to you got to lay the groundwork first. Meet with the with the jail staff and uh, and then every every week I go down there. I have to open up the briefcase. They look through my briefcase or the, the communicates and and what are you bringing in and or if I'm bringing yarn, I have to leave it and they have to go through it and you know and that's that's just part of the part of the thing. It's but um, you know. I would encourage anybody if if you want to go layperson or or a priest or or whatever. As a layperson, what would be the first thing that you would recommend that you say to the group? I assume they the prison will get a group together and they know you're coming from a religious organization. And now you walk in and here are 15 men or perhaps there's a program for some of the women too and whatever when you walk in and you see those faces what's what would you say is the first thing a person should say to them good morning <laughs> you know i mean it's they're they're human beings they're 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 people just like us except they screwed up you know i mean they're they're uh they're people that uh made a mistake and they're paying the price for the mistake that, mistake that they made. Uh, I I don't ask what they do, what they did to, to get in that place. You know, I mean, my my motto has always been Jesus never asked, right? Wow, now that's pretty powerful because I, I would imagine there is that curiosity. What are you in for? Yep. It doesn't now matter. It does not matter. It is. It, this is my opinion, but like I say, I'm I'm trying to model myself. You know, I mean, Christ met a lot of people. He didn't ask them, well, what's your what's your job or what you what what'd you do? Why are why are you here? Or, yeah. You know, I mean, he ministered to whoever came, and um, you know that's and I think that's a good model. You just don't. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You're here. I'm here. Let's talk. Do you ever have disappointments in this ministry? I guess in all ministries we do. Those that that um, 
try for anybody, they have disappointments. How do you get over those disappointments? I've had one huge disappointment. And excuse me if I get a little emotional about this because this is this is this was a hard one. And uh, when I started going with Charles, and uh, you know, he kept saying, "Well, come on in, meet these guys. Come on in. They're a bunch of nice guys." And got in there, and I think it was about six months, maybe a year. And this fellow came out, and he he came started coming to church and he really faithfully came and he embraced it and uh, just just had a good attitude and and really wanted to learn and really wanted to 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 be a per participant anyway he got ready to go to the to the board he'd been uh, he'd been denied board uh, visits for several years I think he'd been down about six years five or six years and he went to the board and when he got back he didn't come out first and i said well what what happened to joe or john or whatever uh where is he well he just got back from the board and he didn't want to come out but we kept coming back and finally he came out and and he said uh I said, well, how'd it go, you know? Usually they come back, well, I got a date and I'm going to be oh, out at okay. such and such time or, you know, or I've got a rehearing. He came out and he says, uh, he says, well, it didn't go too well. And I said, really? And I said, what, what, you know, he said, I said, what was the outcome? He said, well, you, I'm going to be transferred to Gunnison. And I said, really? And he said, yeah. And I said, well, what, uh, for how long are you going to be down? He says, they gave me life. Oh, my. And um, he left, and I got one letter from him uh, about a month, two months after that. And he thanked me. He said, uh, I don't know what else to say. He says, I, you know, he says, I'll probably never see you again. And, uh, you know, here I'm here and this is where I'm going to be. So I got life imprisonment and I've met since then, I've met uh, some guys that had gone, come from Gunnison to, to do this program. And, and I asked him, well, did you ever meet Joe? And, and oh yeah, he's a great guy, you know. He's you know, and I said, well, how's he doing? He said, well, you know, he's doing life, so you know, how are you, you know, that's how are you going to do that, you know? And uh, I've got to get over there. I want to go over there, and I really want to see this guy again. And uh, but that was a heartbreak. That would that that one just tore me up, and it was just really really sad. But a good man, and I think he's doing okay. From what I understand, he's he's doing all right. But uh, his crime was. Yeah. Wow. You know, it, it, you just bring up, what do you tell somebody like that? The jail is their life. I mean, you know, I look at other priests and even what you do elsewhere when you go to a hospital. Mm -hmm. 
people want that encouragement that you will be getting out of that hospital. Yeah. Sometimes they're not. No. And same thing in jail. I'm sure that people are looking for hope. They want to get you. They want to be that person that gets out. You know, and you're giving them that hope of when they do. But there are those that won't be getting out. What do you say to them? I, I can't imagine as a priest what you could say to somebody like Joe. Yeah. What, what, I, when you, if you went to Gunnison, what would you tell him? I love him and I think about him and, uh, you know, and hopefully we can, we can have some correspondence and, you know, and, and uh, if there's something I can do for him, I'd, I'd be more than happy to do it. But, uh, you know, it was just a sad, that was, a, that was the hardest thing that, and I, I live with that every day. I live with that every day. And, you know, Craig, I mean, I've seen very few guys re reoffend. Uh, there's been a couple that have, that I've seen on a comeback, and uh, mm -hmm. few and far between. So I, hopefully, you know, we're we're provide we're giving something to these guys that uh, you know would encourage them to to get on the straight and narrow and get on with their lives. Well, we, we've gone a half hour. It's been one of the quickest half hours, one of the most thought-provoking half hours that we've done on the Utah Podcapalians with the Reverend Dave Sacrison of uh, St. Francis in Moab. Um, I, I just wish that uh, there was something that um, we could say perhaps that would get more people involved in this ministry, a ministry I'm guilty of, too, of, of, of avoiding. We avoid jail. We're yeah. grown, we grow up as from our first days on. This is not where you want to go. Yeah. We, we learn, you know, the other ministries that are in Matthew. We learn that hospitals are good places if you're sick. We yeah. learn that don't fear them, don't fear the doctor, don't fear the hospital, that it's okay to ask for help if you uh, need some food. Our food banks and your food bank, very compassionate, very good. But when it comes to jail, we're, we're taught from very early age, never walk by even that forbidding building that's you know somewhere in your town. Um, as our last comment, uh, a word of encouragement for us all to not just walk past that building, but to make a provision to go inside it. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, the first thing you do is you go introduce yourself and, and say, you know, and, and I would like to come. And, you know, I mean, everybody's got a gift that uh, they can give. And, you know, it's just the the fact that you show up. I think you, you just if you just go show up, and uh, I would encourage anybody that one wanted to do it, go ahead and do it. I'd uh, start a county jail. You don't want to go to the to the new <laughs> the new prison. They call that the mosquito prison. Oh, so, I know that that uh, yeah, that's good. another story. That would be a whole podcast itself about the. The greatest mosquito and um, other bugs. Uh, yeah, that, how's that working out, right? You know, but uh, 
the uh, but your local city county jail they all take visitors and you could be the one that makes a difference yeah well yeah. thank you so much um father dave for a fascinating discussion and we'll tackle this one again and uh it's in, and also if people have yarn, they can send it to you. Is that you right? Betcha. We'll take all the yarn you can, we can get. <laughs> With that, we say goodbye on this edition of the Utah Podcapalians. I'm Craig Worth with the Diocese of Utah. Thanks a lot for listening.